0: Hello? Can anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's It's the the Confederacy Confederacy of Dunks Dunks Basketball Podcast.
1: Podcast. We're going back to back. back. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, basketball Fun, Podcast. Yeah. I am your host, Freddie Revis, and who, sir, are you? Producer Matt Duncan, how are you doing, sir? I am, uh, I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm uh, punched in my way through this pandemic. Yeah. Um, how are you doing?
0: You know, I'm doing uh, all right. There's some ups and downs and all of this like we're all having, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to stay as positive as possible. And I'm glad that we get to do this podcast and uh, add some content. Every time we're done, I feel like I'm energized again, you know?
1: Yeah, me too. And I'm uh, quite thankful for these last dance episodes. Yes. They're they're giving us some uh, some content that is, uh, although not current, um, kind of like, uh, you know, new again in a way.
0: Yeah, no, definitely new again. And, you know, for for me, I'm learning a lot of stuff that I, I didn't know. You know I just knew the team was great I didn't know all the inside stuff like this uh, yeah
1: me too yeah is, is there anything that like uh, I'm, I'm I'm watching it with uh w- with with my wife um and uh you know all sorts of stuff so, like she knows quite a bit as well but you know I watch jumping out to her is there anything that kind of um you know because like me, me and you don't exactly talk on the pod about uh um what what's kind of jumped out as like new to either of us but yeah, yeah is there anything that jumps to your, jumps to mind
0: um, I guess I didn't like, I always heard that Michael Jordan was like big into gambling and stuff, but I didn't realize how intense he was into it. And they kind of, you know, in the last couple episodes, you, you get to dabble into that a little bit and see, you know, just like, even when they're like throwing the quarters at the wall, <laughs> the security guards, it's just so funny right. to see, you yeah. know, it's like, Oh man. Yeah. That's like, that's like the purest form of someone who ha- that might have a gambling problem was like, you know, trying to find absolutely anything you can bet on <laughs> kind of thing. But, and also just how he handled it where like, he kind of is like, I don't know, everything's fine. Like, you know, I was kind of like, Oh, okay. Uh, what is something wrong then? I don't know.
1: What's going? Yeah. On? The, the Ahmad Rashad gla- sunglasses interview is quite the scene. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, like I didn't realize that was going on, that there was like, you know, all of this controversy in this in that season. And, you know, it just seems like it would have been such a tense. It was interesting to hear him say he's like, my body's getting tired, but he's like his mind is like way past tired, you know, like.
1: Yeah. And I think he has said so many, you know, even though he's obviously like a guarded guy for, um, you know, pretty documented reasons yeah um he's like one of the most famous people in the world but he he definitely has said some kind of like telling things um like what he said something last episode it's uh, it's kind of escaped the uh, tip of my mind right now but it's something along the lines of his uh oh yeah with, with the betting just saying that i want to have some of like even like you know even though the guys were betting a dollar each, he yeah. said, like, well, "I want your money in my pocket." Your money in my yeah. pocket, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it's just like the, he has so many unique ways of being like diabolical, or just a just the attitude, and obviously, you know, it wasn't just him, but the attitude towards Isaiah Thomas. Even if Isaiah Thomas was a jerk, it's just kind of like it was just really. In- he's just really intense, and, yeah. and it, it would be it would be scary. I think in a lot of ways to be around a competitor like that. Um, but, uh, sorry. Yeah. Were you going to jump in with something?
0: Well, no, I was just going to say that security guard with like the curly mullet. He seems like a, he seems like a real strange character. And if there's going to be a spinoff from this, I'd like to learn more about him. uh... Oh my God. Yeah. That guy, (laughs) a
1: hundred percent. I could see him popping up like in like different, you know, just like, (laughs) Photos in history, yeah. Oh my God, absolutely. Like the Madonna RuPaul like drag scene in New York in the in the seventies. You know what I mean? And like,
0: I feel like that guy came. He like came to the United. Is it the United Center where they play? I think uh, United. yeah. Yeah, I feel like he came to the United Center for like an Eagles concert. And he just never left. He just
1: yeah. He just <laughs> sleeps in a cot. <laughs> or how about that? How about man? We're not even talking about the guy that really got Michael into trouble in the beginning, with like the guy, the kind who kind of has the Jerry curls. Like oh, the guy who's slim. Like a a full time, yeah, yeah, caddy hustler. Yeah, like that. That <laughs> sounds like like a throwback B movie. Yeah like this like guy who's like a caddy hustler, but it's like, no, that's Michael Jordan's friend.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. We need to get more into that story too. And that $57,000 yeah. debt, Michael Jordan paid him. Uh, yeah. That
1: guy like basically couldn't even wake up for tiger King. You know? <laughs> like that guy's watching tiger King. and he's like, Boring. Yeah, I do golf shit. I'm crazy. Oh God. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's set people up here. So, Um, if you're listening to us, thank you so much. Um, you found us, uh, if you want to find us or share us or tell people about us, um, where, where can people do that, Matt?
0: Well, you can go on to the, the old classics as I like to call them iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher where you can please subscribe, please rate. Um, those who have, thank you so much. It it means a lot to us and it helps us move on up to the East side. And, uh, yeah, we just, you know, go to dunkspodcast.com. We've got all our links there for all our social media, as well as, you know, subscribing to iTunes and whatnot.
1: And what if people, you know, they want to put something on their head for warmth or fashion, but they're terrified of, you know, the fact that they just don't
0: know if it will itch or not. Uh, you know what, I woke up today and I was like, holy darn, it is cold out. And we've got a cure for that. We've got anti-itch tukes, Confederacy of Dunks, uh, wow. probably the only anti-itch toque you're going to find on the market. Well worth the cheddar. You got a dish out twenty bucks a head top. Let us know. We've got a spot, not a Spotify, a Shopify <laughs> to uh, handle all this uh, money, and uh, we can uh, get that to you in the mail. Snail. And what
1: about if you, you know, you so believe in us, you want to be an investor in the yeah. in this uh, in this podcast, so that you know, when we break out of this, this coronavirus pandemic housecape will be the biggest podcast in the world.
0: Um, well, you can go to our Patreon uh, page at Dunks Podcast. Uh, sorry, no. Patreon.com slash Dunks Podcast. And we also have a link on our website. You can help support us any way you can. And we can put a little more juice into the pod. And more content. You also get some exclusive stuff. You know, you get the the episodes uh, before they, they hit the airwaves everywhere else. Get them early. And, you know, you might get some Freddy's hot sauce, you know, and hey, uh, uh, no biggie. hopefully your pepper, you got some new peppers on the horizon for uh, your next
1: batch. We do. We do. We got, I got seeds humming, uh, some dragon's toes, some Genghis Khan. I don't even know what those are. I'm just hoping they're hot nice uh but um yeah we got some great guests on the pod so let's uh let's jump to it and Matt um, if you're ready you better say okay okay Three,
0: two,
1: one. okay let's uh let's fire it up here um guest number one uh, he's hilarious he um, has been on the podcast I think twice he should be on the podcast more uh he's one of the best uh, sketch dudes i know and uh he's just a, he's just a radical man how about this i did a commercial once with him and uh basically everyone on set was going wild for him the whole time and i'm like i hate you guys because i actually know him more and then it was a weird <laughs> conflicting feeling but um yeah give it up at home for patrick ronan stewart Hey everybody, how's it going? I'm happy to be alive!
2: (laughs) That was a a very fun commercial, because I just yelled and uh, just went, Woo! For like 45 minutes, and they're like, Hey, you're going to get paid $20,000, but it's just $700. But hey, I'm not complaining.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was a bit of a roller coaster. It was weird. Bit of a non-union gig there. It was
2: hard-selling how how much we were going to get paid, and then you and then yours didn't get picked up at all. And then mine got picked up for a couple hundred bucks. Wow.
1: Sorry. What were you going to say something, Matt?
0: No, I just said, it sounds like a non-union gig.
2: Non-union. Very union. Actually.
0: That was a union gig.
1: It was union, baby. Yeah. What the hell? Um, okay. Mm -hmm. Let's, uh, let's move on from this, um, commercial shop. (laughs) Very neat. Very Uh, (laughs) neat. And let's bring on guest number two who could also join in the commercial shop talk, but we're here to talk some ball. um, He's awesome. He's a great stand-up. And, uh, yeah, he's been on the podcast a million times. Give it up for Yao Atua.
3: We just wanted to wait and have our complain uh, on. We're we in for the drop. Wow! Was like, yeah. yeah, we we let the beat ride. <laughs> I on did that one. You know what? It reminded me of uh, this past weekend up in the six, where the weather was wonderful, and that song always makes me feel like summer.
0: Um, that was you jumping the uh, barricades at the uh, cherry blossoms at Hyde Park.
3: Oh, not, <laughs> not not my jam. But if I live closer, I might be compelled to yes. <laughs>
1: I live very close and um, I'm going to listen to this podcast tomorrow and I'll I'll have a very meta time. And during this sequence, I am going to do that in broad daylight. (laughs) Oh, people will not uh, stop
3: you because as soon as you're like, wait, 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 it's on the pod. They'll be like, Oh, we understand. Yeah. Freddie, while
0: you're there, I think while you're there, Freddie, would you free the capybaras again?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm, I'm, I'm never afraid to do is, is free an animal that's already broken free because to me, I'm like, you know what you want. Yeah. Let me help. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's get cracking here on, um, some basketball talk. Uh, it's going to be basically all last dance or last dance associated episodes five and six today. Um, Maddie, I don't know if you got a sting for question one, but, If you got something, give it to me. This is Adam Silver. Okay. Um, Episodes five and six. There's so much going on that uh, I'll just kind of let unravel through the questions and throughout the episode. But um, probably some of the big overarching things is uh, we saw Jordan's third title um, against Phoenix uh, as a first three-peat, uh, the introduction of Tony Kukoc, and then also, uh, you know, of Jordan's nefarious behaviors of gambling and, and that sort of thing, and kind of just moving beyond Michael Jordan as this uh, figure that's just kind of like idolized. Obviously, the Dream Team was in there as well. Uh, so obviously there might be a bit of issue with the phrasing of this question. Uh, my guests were kind of razzing me a little bit, but I'll just let it fly. Uh, Pat, I'm going to start with you. Um, if you didn't know, you know, if you were someone, you know, or if you weren't super familiar, okay. what's more shocking, you know, looking back at just how incredibly dominant this New York Knicks team was, you know, being in the state they are now. Mm -hmm. And then also, uh, just how elite Charles Barkley was. Like he was someone that was so good that it made sense for him to genuinely, genuinely believe he was better than Michael Jordan. Obviously he lost and then that changed, but sorry. Yeah.
2: I think I would go Barkley because like, uh, him now is just this walking mean kind of guy. Like he's, just funny like he's just a guy on tv yeah Uh, and also he's not in any of the video games at all because like he he doesn't want to be in there so i think a lot of kids don't know how good he actually was that's a great point opposed to the knicks where like you're watching the knicks and you just think to yourself they had to be good at one point in their time
1: right to be like a storied franchise to be a franchise that
2: exists you know yeah, fair enough. Cuz if they stuck forever, why the hell are they still around?
1: So like, were you were you a big like Barkley fan at any point or is that just like something you kind of knew in the back of your head and then so, seeing seeing this you're kind of like, "Oh yeah, like are you going to go wa- like back and watch any Barkley?"
2: He, he has a lot of fun highlights. Like, I remember uh, in high school, I like like I used to smoke weed and just watch old like 19 uh, 90s like uh, clips, and I think uh, just watching that small, round man dunk the ball was always a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, um, like, I'm just looking at, like, his kind of, like, overall, like, stats. Here's something that's kind of nuts. His lowest scoring season at, that he ever played was 14 points. Wow. Um. Okay, yeah, I'm going to flip to you. Uh. You, you know, watching kind of how good the Knicks were and how dominant Barkley was in, in these, in these last episodes, did one jump out to you more than the other? The one thing
3: I, okay, let's have some caveats first growing up. I was a big New York Knicks fan. I was my brother. The reason, one of the reason why he wears number three, because my brother always liked the same teams that I like is because he was a big John Starks fan. He really liked John Starks for number three. It's, like 90% of the reason why he's an Allen Iverson fan is because a- Allen Iverson wore number three and was a Hoya and he loved Georgetown. So putting the two together was like a match made in heaven. He ended up being a really good player. So I was like huge watching that, like Charles Smith miss all those, uh, all those last second shots brought so much anxiety back. I like huh. did not, I, I just relived that moment. I was in that moment again. Uh, that all being said, the Knicks were not a good team. I am so sorry, but like there is something about that narrative about the Knicks being a good team and it and being the next Detroit Pistons and you look at the episodes before who the Detroit Pistons were, like the Detroit Pistons were like like good play like a bad call away from three peating. And these Knicks can never get it together. Like, they needed Michael Jordan out of the league, and even then, that third-seeded Chicago Bulls team took them to, what, seven games the year they were gone, and then for them to lose the Rockets in the finals, like, it was pretty weak sauce. I mean, Charles Barkley, I knew Charles Barkley was good, Uh, even though the Phoenix Suns final was, like, the one final I was, like, heavily rooting for the Bulls because I really wanted to see a three-beat when I was a kid. see What that was like. Uh, But, like, Charles Barkley, I knew was good. Like I knew Charles Barkley was good in Philly, and I he was an MVP. He was he was really good, but he, I knew he wasn't Michael Jordan. Um, even as a Knicks fan, every Knicks fan knew Michael Jordan was the best player in the league. Um, but to be like that Knicks team, that Knicks team was like a pure rival to the Bulls. No, they weren't. They weren't a pure rival. They. They were a pure rival the way like the Raptors were a rival to the LeBron James Cleveland Cavaliers. And I'm a Raptors fan, but I'm sorry. The, like, You know LeBron looked at the schedule and was like, okay, this might take six games, but we're still getting by them. Michael Jordan did the same thing. He was like, okay, we got the Knicks. It's not going to be a sweep, but we're getting by these guys. So that's a big thing that I'm really shocked of is everyone's looking at these Knicks teams going, they were they were so good in the 90s. The Knicks were so good in the 90s. And I was a big fan of the Knicks in the 90s. So hmm. it was me coming back going, I guess I just wanted a New York team to just do it for some reason.
1: Yeah, I think, like, you know, that's always a feeling in in most of the major leagues. Like, there's these kind of, these you know, signature teams that feel that, you know, people feel like it's important for them to be good, um, yes. to kind of like generate, um, you know, generate just popularity exactly. for the league.
3: And everyone thinks like a good team in LA and a good team in New York will be more money for the league because of the two biggest markets, which is, I always say like the biggest load of crap, especially in the internet, social media age where everyone knows who everyone is regardless of where their market is. I also like also thinking back, like the the moment the Raptors were in the league, I stopped cheering for the Knicks altogether. Like it wasn't even like they're my second favorite team. It was, I was going to, I was going to ask you that. Who, I was like, "Who are these guys?" <laughs> like, I don't. They were like the ex-girlfriend in high school. You're like, "No, I didn't date them.
1: No, not at all." So I I feel like it's fair for you to set the record straight on the Knicks, and I'm I'm just kind of looking back here as well, and like, you know, these Riley teams and these Van Gundy teams were really good. Like, like they, you know, but I think it's also fair that you're saying they weren't as good as the Pistons. Like the, you know, this wasn't a team that was threatening a three-peat. So let me just read this to you guys. Um, I'll start from I'll start from 19 uh, I'll start from 1990 um, or 89-90. So we got uh, lost conference semis, lost first round, lost semis, lost uh, conference finals, lost in the finals, lost conference semis, lost conference semis, lost conference semis, lost conference semis, and then I'll stop here. In uh, 98, 99, where they lost in the finals again. Actually, the the year after that, they also lost. Uh, uh, in the in the 2099 year, they lost uh, in the uh, conference finals. So this this Knicks team was winning a lot, uh, and they really did have a, like very good records throughout the 90s, and and you know win a lot of playoffs, but uh, or a, a lot of playoff games, but. To your point, Yao, I think, you know, they were more so a thorn in the side of Jordan. I think, unfortunately, the Raptors were even less than a thorn in LeBron's side. Yes, sadly. Okay. Sorry. But we got a ring. Yeah, we got a ring. We got a ring. So Not I'm over LeBron,
3: change.
1: though. <laughs> yeah, 100% not over LeBron. Hey, listen, let, let's look at the comparables. Uh,
3: LeBron left the Easter Conference. We got a ring. Michael Jordan left the game of basketball. They lost in the finals. I mean, talk about... Well, well I mean, they still won the East then, though. Like, that's kind lost. of the same logic. They did not They did not take advantage of the gap that was left by Michael Jordan. And I'm not saying the Knicks weren't good teams. They were just not as good, not nearly as good as people remember them. Like, there's this fondness about the 90s, in which I do, an era which I do love, but there's this fondness around like this rivalry that just isn't. It's
1: well, yeah. I hope, I hope you know that a bunch of guys that are dressed like Jerry Seinfeld are going to attack you uh, as soon as you step outside. I, like a bunch <laughs> of people in nineties wear um, are just going to rush you. They're so, they, they going to
3: rush me. online. No one you gonna got a hex. <laughs>
1: um, okay, let's move, let's move to question. Uh, uh, number two, um, Maddie, you know, I keep throwing to you. I don't know what you got, but, uh, oh, wait, wait, sorry. This isn't a question. This is actually, uh, this is my 2k player. So, um, Matt, actually, if you have um, some classically inspirational music, uh, I'd love to read you guys my, my, my 2k players, most recent accomplishments. Here you go. Whew, here we go. I hope you guys are ready for this. Um, yes. Federico Rivas who uh, <laughs> was drafted by the Raptors um, obviously there's no chance for me to fill that Kawhi gap but um, we're getting kind of deep into the season I accidentally simmed two games really pissed me off Ooh. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna read to you guys uh, some of uh, Federico Rivas' uh, player highlights and uh, I'll field a couple questions afterwards uh if you got anything for me. So, first things first, I'm averaging 14 points, three rebounds, and seven assists. Ooh. Okay. 46% from the field, 37% from three. So, these are lots of big improvements here. Ooh. I got my first triple-double. It was massive. Um, you know, it was a flat 10 and 10. Uh, I think I got 24 points or something like that, but pretty big game. Nice. Um, fourth now in rookie voting and I got named to the rookie sophomore game which I got to play I, I got a bit benched but uh, no complaints I was honored to be there I, I also don't like though that I didn't get to choose my nationality so I was on team like U- the American team and um, yeah you know I wish I was on the team world and uh, more importantly and this is what I really got to work on here the Raptors with me um our next game is uh, against Phoenix. Are currently 32 and 23. Okay. And the so. Raptors in 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 the real world at this time were 40 and 15. <laughs> so they're still quite a bit better without me. Um but uh you know, I'm doing my best and uh I think we'll be in good shape uh come playoff time. We we've now moved into fourth place and uh Last little fact: I got uh, a text from the assistant coach, and the franchise wants to give me um, some, you know, uh, some play-calling privileges. So they're showing me the Raptors playbook, and I get to design uh, a couple plays here and there. And uh, yeah, that's it for my 2K player for the uh, for the week. Do you guys have any questions? Oh yes.
0: Uh, were your stats better on those two simmed games or were you worse?
1: Matt, I'm glad you asked. Uh, it's a painful question. Much better. Um, the stats, uh, I had a record five for eight threes. So I hit four threes in a game once. And uh, yeah. yeah, the other game I went four for seven. So I've never even come close to that. If I, if I hit four threes or three threes, yeah, threes, I've taken 10 or 11 shots from range. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh
3: Freddie, uh real quick uh uh hi this is uh um eric uh johnson from slam magazine hello sir uh i am just wondering uh in your triple double game did you end up winning the game
1: i lost and for my comment option I chose to mention that I still thought the accomplishment was important, even though it was in a loss.
2: Hey there, Freddie. Uh, 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 It's me, Joe Smith from realnames.com. I have a quick question for you. (laughs) Hello, Joe. Um, I'm to believe that you are – this is the last year of your contract. Are you going to re-sign with the Raptors or uh, spread your wings somewhere else?
1: This is a great question. Um, I think I – I'll see how we, how, how we do. Um, obviously I've grown up a Raptors fan. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I podcast about the Raptors. So this is a really unique opportunity for me uh, also being a player, but, um, yeah, I think if I don't win a championship, I might explore my options. Wow. Do you have any teams in, uh, in your mind? I think I'll have to pick a team that has not won a championship because, um, just, you know, my life's a video game, so it'll be fun to go to a place that sucks and then win. <laughs> oh, Freddie!
3: Uh, uh, Freddie uh, this is Todd Michaels from Sports 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 Blog. Hello, sir. Yeah, uh, I am just wondering: the uh, rookie sophomore game—were uh, you overwhelmed by the moment?
1: I, um, I think I was uh, a bit overwhelmed by the moment. I, I called for the ball. Probably twenty times too much, uh, as uh, you know what the video game said. But um, I, I also think I didn't get my fair shot. You know, uh, Zion's ahead of me uh, in popularity. So is Ja Morant, and um, I just didn't get enough playing time. Trey Young, you know, he was taking a lot of shots, and I kept running over to him and demanding the ball. So I think the coach probably didn't like that. And uh, yeah, I guess a bit overwhelmed, maybe a bit over aggressive, but. Uh, I got seven assists. Oh, okay. So, no biggie. <laughs> uh, I think that about does it. Uh, Sorry, Freddie.
0: One more question. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, I am Gert Wheeler from uh, Sports with
1: a Z at. Uh, hey,
3: Gert. Yeah, we angel. love you, Gert. Oh, <laughs> Gert, love the pieces you've been writing
1: lately. Like yeah, Gert Gert Gert, 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 Gert. We should be asking you the questions. You're a bit of a celebrity <laughs> question. You're
0: the goat. But sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I, I just know that earlier on in your career you had uh, some uh, endorsement trouble where uh, uh, I think it was Puma walked out of the room when you demanded more money. Is there uh, any other endorsements on the horizon? And uh, are you going to pull an MJ and uh, you know hide the uh, endorsement of a, another brand if you have to?
1: Very good question. Um, you know, Gatorade's in the mix. Beats. Uh, it's also a, uh, beats. A yeah. Like beats. F- They're in the mix now. Um, and a Puma still, uh, I'll say this, um, no more walkouts. Uh, people are treating me with a lot more respect these days, but, uh, I, I was told by the franchise that I get to pick a cause. Uh, so I'm really excited to pick a cause and, uh, I'm hoping that cause can be, um, You know, like uh, Antifa or something like that. Um, (laughs) Openly Antifa, (laughs) yeah. I I, I want my guy to, you know, I really want him to shock the world. So, uh, or 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 maybe maybe not Antifa, maybe something along the lines of um, Mr. Robot. You know. (laughs) So uh, I think I want the
2: mentality. (laughs)
1: I think both, maybe a bit of, like, if my guy is, like, actually, I'm Banksy, that'd be cool. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what my, what his causes can be. But I, I definitely want to take it in a, a less branded direction, maybe maybe some David Blaine stuff. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I think that about does it for the segment. Um, we're going to move back to uh, The Last Dance and, uh, and talk about, um, I think, someone that uh, everyone's kind of feeling for, uh, and that's a one Mr. Tony Kukoc. Uh, Maddie, if you got a Sting... Would you give it to me baby
0: Uh-oh Can, Can somebody, somebody get, get nurse, nurse a fisherman's, a fisherman's friend, friend please Not a covid sting Check the tapes that was done way before this crisis That is a fisherman's friend plug for nick nurse
1: Everyone It's in his contract <laughs>
0: He has to have a sore
1: throat. It's in his contract. Uh, everyone's favorite audio, audio, uh, <laughs> piece by, uh, by a one Matt Duncan. It's, uh, a <laughs> it's the sound of, um, someone coughing in a hallway.
3: Well, no, uh, they're on a, they're on a, <laughs> they're on a court.
0: They're on a court. There's basketballs dribbling for goodness sake. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. There is basketball dribbling. <laughs> um, but It does sound pretty yeah. empty there, though.
1: It does sound pretty, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not, I would say right oh, now, God. those are fairly triggering sounds. <laughs> it is and, a triggering sound. And oh. we're on week five. Oh, I love God. that you've
3: not given up on that sound, Maddie. Thank you <laughs> thing
2: true? I'm getting us through this, guys. Okay? I have All a right, quick man. suggestion. Sure? Have we tried a fisherman's friend to cure the virus? Have we oh. thought of that yet? Ooh. Have we? I think you just did. And the Raptors um, are uh, all negative with it, and you know why? Nick Nurse gave them all Fishman friends. <laughs> <laughs> think about oh. it.
0: That's what he did on the plane when they were coming That's back. What he did on the plane
2: right <laughs> oh, after. Oh, he it. just knew. Take, Take you up, boys.
3: <laughs> they just played Utah, and they were like, "Hey, have a Fishman friend." I don't know. I feel it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I like the idea that if someone had the cure. To like a um a global pandemic that they would like toss it to people on a plane and say chew it up, boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like how scientific that is. Like he's that mm-hmm. confident, but but at the same time he's not going to be like super detailed or elaborate. Like he's yeah, just going to say. Not a nerd. He plays. Yeah, guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's going to leave it. He's going to leave the the you know the administering to to each each individual. He, that's right. He's not a nerd. It's a
2: very Arkell's
1: it, move of him. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> um, okay, uh, speaking of cool, um, he, I'm sure he's worn a, a bunch of leather in his day. Uh, former Yugoslavia, Croatia man, Tony Kukoc, um, had a pretty damn good um, NBA career and uh, was fairly early on the um, trend of international players, which is obviously uh, increasing every year. Uh, Pat, let's start with you. Um Obviously, you know, Tony, I think the way he's portrayed in the doc is that, you know, it's this guy who kind of is, is, is bullied. And I think that was kind of like a one-off experience where the reality of a, of his career is that he was, he was really good and he won a lot and he won a lot of championships with the Bulls. I'm not sure. I don't think he, he didn't win all six. I think he perhaps won four, three, four or three. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. Because I because I thought he was on the whole back half, and then a, a, a bit of yeah, like the the first half. Um, but uh, regardless, um, who 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 to you is kind of like an example? You know, it th- th- doesn't have to be a current player, but someone who, for whatever reason, was perceived a certain way, and then kind of like excelled, or or was was much better than that, and and kind of like blasted that initial description away
2: like a, like a, a couple of guys uh, uh first popped to my mind i thought of uh, victor oladipo where like on the magic it just didn't work on uh, uh on okc it uh, it just didn't work but then with the pacers he became like a real star i also thought of dirk uh, i think dirk's a good like um exam example here because oh, he's a great one. with super soft even though he was like MVP, like probably top three guys in the league for like three to four years, but then just, but, but then he just couldn't win a championship. And then in 2011, he made history and beat like the devil team, the heat. So yeah, I think Dirk is a, uh, it, he's uh, a, is, he's is a good really good one. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, a couple guys that jumped to my head was, uh, I, I guess I was thinking not, not as good as Dirk. Um, But uh, for me, a big one is actually J.R. Smith, because I tried to think about a guy that was really talented and people, you know, his whole career kind of wanted to describe him as this like complete knucklehead who would blow up any situation. And, you know, that's 100% true and he did that a lot <laughs> but he also proved that he can be a part of like some incredible teams um and you know was a part of one of the most you know most miraculous championships of all time and one of the best feats of winning of all time in the comeback with the uh, warriors uh or sorry uh the the comeback against the warriors so he also helped uh, the warriors win that one year too he did. He certainly did. but I, but I think he kind of proved that he was more than just this this knucklehead. He proved that he could win at the like absolute highest levels, which to me, you know, not everyone's going to be an all-star or an MVP type guy. But I think if you at any point in your career can be like a major rotational piece of a championship run. And, 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 or of of a title run, I think like there's not much that can be said about you. Like you are an absolute winner. Um, even like, like, like watching a guy like Paxton, you know, hit that shot, it's like he's, he's good to go. Like he, he just feels good about that moment for the rest of his life. And I mean, I'm not saying Paxton had a lot of doubters, but, but yeah, I'll jump to you. Is there any, any guys you think maybe had a bit of a rough start and then, um, Oh, sorry. My my other guy was Markel Fultz. Uh He he's not there I mean, yet. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. I know. I was gonna say um, that's a bit early, but um, yeah, yeah. Was there any guys that jumped to your mind? Kind of like that uh, had like
3: a rough start, and you're like, oh, I don't know, and then became good. I can't really think. The only person that really comes to mind is Steph Curry, where people are like, I was thinking him too. He was injury-prone. People thought he was too small. They didn't think he was going to do anything. The Raptors were close to like trading up to get him, but they, they just couldn't make the move happen. And they get drafted, and he was kind of like, meh, in his rookie year. And then suddenly now the whole league is modeled around how he plays. So it's the only – and, like, if you look at that draft – I don't know what we are draft to look at later, but if you look at that draft, like, he was, like – he wasn't hyped. He, he he wasn't the person that people would think. Oh, this guy's gonna go first overall or top five. He was he was like barely a lottery pick, and even when he got picked a lottery, people weren't even sure. So he's the only player I could think of that like kind of exceeded expectations. Other than if I was being a homer, like Villanova's own. Um, you thought it was gonna say Cal Lowry? No, Alvin Williams, who was also on a playoff winning team, and exerted leadership stepped up when uh people thought he couldn't so those are two players that popped in my head
1: yeah Uh, and i I think i think those are great examples too because like steph also was so good he changed the game and then dirk is a guy as well who i think he he kind of like inherited a lot of like european doubt and just kind of like dismissive behavior in the NBA. And he really had to kind of overcome that. And I think in, in, in a similar but different way, Steph was this guy who kind of like, you know, you, you can't win just by like, you you know, like jump shooting teams can't win championships, right? Like that's like a very popular thing or yeah, even, even though the goal, the weirdest part about golden state that never gets talked about is how incredible they were on defense their entire run. But, um, but yeah, like I think Steph did change the game. He's like, no, you can't just shoot your way to a championship. Um, yeah. Pat, any, any, any more guys that pop to um, mind when we were talking? Your JR
2: uh, uh, pick got me thinking about JaVale McGee. Oh, he's a great
1: one. Yeah, he's. has I was kind of fishing for guys. Champion. He, he's a, he's a multi-time champion. A, two-time champion. Yeah. yeah. He's a, a, a Two-time champion. Perfect example.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Like an absolute joke at the start. I mean, like him and Shaq had a whole beef about it. Yeah. Like, no, he was 100%. the biggest joke on the internet, but then he's had some good years with, a nugget and then uh, also with Warriors you know he's a real player and then even this Lakers team I feel like he's uh, like an emotional leader
1: yeah he's kind of like teaching like Dwight he's like you just gotta chill <laughs> you know what I mean and, like a guy, a guy like Dwight is like oh um, I would say
2: Dwight Howard is my opposite pick like <laughs> a great start and a terrible <laughs> everything else
1: yeah no what? no Dwight is one of those guys where he basically like is a, like a lock for the hall of fame, hundred oh, percent, but had so many years where like, he, he's almost has a Weezer effect where he's had so That's many. That's amazing. Acts. He you is the mean? Weezer <laughs> of basketball. That's he is very something. accurate because you know, there's been, it's now not even like two albums away from his like really good album. It's like, you're like, you're looking at like seven. Yeah. <laughs> Or six, or however many you know albums Weezer has. But yeah, if you that. look, at, if you look at those Magic Days, it's like this guy's.
2: Absolutely, I own his jersey. Ridiculous. That's how much I loved Dwight Howard. Um.
1: Okay, I think you. You know, we're kind of like we're kind of enjoying the past a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it might be time to move over to uh Maddie's draft from the from the past. Unless, yeah, I want to give you the opportunity. Did you? Any other guys come to mind for you here? Yeah. I can't think of anybody
3: who like, ex- like greatly exceeded expectations. The only thing that I could, the only player that came to mind where expectations were a little skewed by the time they hit the league is Arvidas Sabonis, where everyone was like, "This guy can take over," but but he spent so long in Europe. By the time he finally came over and played with the Trailblazers, he wasn't the same player. He was still pretty good, but people were like, "This was the guy you guys were talking about this whole time," but it's kind of like the other way.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I, I think that's pretty fair. Um, from a personal standpoint, I remember I was upset with the Valentinist draft for like two months. And oh, then, me too. And then was like, wait a second. Lithuania is different than Italy. Um, <laughs> and, and then, uh, you know, I a, a lot of lessons learned for me. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Different country, different players, and uh, different people from the same country are are also different players. So, Freddie's Freddie's learning a lot about uh, people. <laughs> but um, 40, yeah, twenty twelve was a big year for nuances. Freddy. Yeah, picking up on a lot of nuances. Big year. Um, Matt, uh, do you want to take us back to to some period in time with uh, Maddie's draft from the past?
0: Let's do that. Now, I'm trying to kind of keep it related a little bit to The Last Dance because we're pretty Last Dance-centric on these uh, podcasts recently. And I figured, well, I'm why here. not go back to The Last Dance season because there's also a big draft for the Raptors. Uh, so let's go back to 1998 and the, uh, conclusion of the, uh, last dance championship. Ooh. Whoa. Look, you guys in the wormhole with me? It's town cues are always ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you look to your left there, you'll remember that, uh, in 1998 Clinton dropped his most, uh, you know, imitated line of his career. The, I did not have sexual relations with that woman line. Oh, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> he did, uh, Doctor Dre. You know this uh, producer came out and he signed an unknown rapper to Aftermath Entertainment, named Marshall Mathers, uh, better known as Eminem. That's when he got his start with Doctor Dre. Uh, and as you know from the last uh, last dance, the last two episodes, Seinfeld aired its two part series finale, garnering seventy six point three million viewers. And uh, I just can't think about how weird it was to see Jerry when he was in that dressing room. Like he didn't he seem so, like oh a, oh his so bitch didn't weird. hit yeah no he it was, it was bombing <laughs> yeah. it was really funny.
1: Wait, I was Matt like, man, Matt, I want to throw back to you, but like yeah. I, I just want to. I'm so <laughs> glad you brought up Jerry Seinfeld because <laughs> I was going to ask in the quickest questions later on, but I've has anyone ever seen someone? less phased by Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like he makes like Ahmad Rashad looks like he's sweating buckets when he's around Michael Jordan. Jerry was like, hello, I barely care. Like, <laughs> like Jer- Jerry was walking around. Like what do you, what do you said? Like, good luck in the game tonight to like the player who he for sure didn't recognize. I was like, this is insane. Michael Jordan is like the biggest celebrity in the world. And somehow Jerry Seinfeld is like, "I'm bigger than you." Like he obviously <laughs> wasn't, but I don't know. it was it was very interesting seeing Michael Jordan like kind of like delicately talk to Jerry. yeah, and Jerry be like, "Oh, this isn't that big of a deal." Like I, I know Jerry wasn't being very funny, but I just to me it was also yep. odd to see like to see someone who wasn't totally, you know, just like enamored by my enamored Jordan. by Michael Jordan. Like someone who was of in some way equal celebrity.
0: Well, I you know we've talked a lot about nineties fashion on the last dance. Like then Jerry comes oh. in the room and it's like, look at his nineties fashion, like tucked in pink, uh, dress shirts into blue jeans with no belt. Jerry oh, Seinfeld yeah. folks.
1: He's, yeah. He's a, oh. she's a Travago sex machine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a great name for a band.
0: Uh, Two more facts about 1998 that everybody's going to be wondering about. Uh, I bet you were wondering, when did Elton John become Sir Elton John? That was 98.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering.
0: (laughs) He was riding off that candle in the wind, and that's what got him in. It's like she could not knight him after that in 97, right?
3: Oh, that song was huge. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah.
0: like, we have to knight him. We have to knight him. Yes, Queen, we will. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, and then uh, the last thing, I didn't realize this, uh, but uh, after the last dance, the NBA entered into a player lockout that shortened the season by 50 games. Yep, I remember that. Holy cow. So, this
3: first came out winning the title.
0: So that's uh, that's all that happened in 98. Let's go to the draft in Vancouver, Canada. hey Whoa. <laughs> Rounds are beautiful. All right. So now we're in the draft here. 1990. This is a big draft for the Raptors. Not by uh the pick that they they drafted, but who they traded on the same day. Uh first overall LA Clippers took Michael Olawakandi. Yeah. Olawakandi. Oh, yeah. yeah. You thought you thought I was gonna screw that up, but I looked it up. I knew you were gonna screw that Did up. Did I screw it up? I thought I said it right. Oluwakandi.
1: Yeah. Is that yeah, still so yeah. wrong? You're doing okay. You're moving pretty oh, fast in the middle. Uh, well, I won't screw this up. Second,
0: Vancouver took Mike Bybee. Um, <laughs> okay, that's really good. Mike Bybee. <laughs> Mike Bybee.
1: Mike, 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 Bybee is the best thing I've ever heard of.
0: <laughs> Third overall, Denver took uh, Rafe LaFrance. Nailed it. Uh, fourth overall, the Toronto Raptors took Anton Jameson. Followed yeah. by uh, the Golden State Warriors taking Vince Carter fifth overall, and it was a draft day trade. Obviously, Vince going to uh, the Raptors for cash. I still don't understand this trade. Uh, why we didn't just take him fourth overall? Dude, maybe you guys can. Elaborate. I think it,
1: it was a scenario where one team, like where both teams wanted the, like each player. Like we wanted Vince, yeah, and they wanted Jameson. Oh, okay. So I think the teams were just kind of talking throughout, right? Um. And so we drafted Jameson knowing we were going to trade him right away. Nice.
0: Well, to finish off the top 10, we got Robert Trailer going to Dallas. The tractor
2: Tractor trailer, baby. Tractor trailer. Oh, shit. I
1: I messed up my vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) No. That that guy pulled down so many rims.
0: Rest in peace, right? Did he really in in the seven seasons? A couple years ago. Nice. Oh no, I don't know. Oh, the, he passed he, away. He passed away. Ah, yeah. Um, well, to recover from that, don't forget Jason Williams going seventh overall to Sacramento.
2: Oh yeah, the white candy.
3: Damn it, chocolate.
2: No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Larry Hughes. You're never getting these. You're always. Uh, I'm so close. <laughs> you are so close, though. Kudos. close. Uh
0: Larry Hughes went eighth to fifth to uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Mister, I Dur- just got. A cameo video from him, from friends, Larry Hughes. Yep, it was, yep. It's ten dollars on cameo. Oh my, ten dollars. Ten dollars. That's it. Man, that thirteen You're seasons. Have to send the that video to Matt. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I definitely will. Oh Hope my God. Uh, the last two picks of uh, the, of the top ten were huge. Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki went ninth to Milwaukee, and Paul Pierce went uh, tenth overall to Boston. Wow, massive. Yeah. This is a yeah, pretty a huge
3: draft. I remember that draft being huge. It's a pretty good draft.
0: Uh now I know we had Keon Clark for a bit, right? We yep. did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. He, and Rasho. Yeah, he went 13, 13th and, overall. Sorry. Mr. Rafer Alston himself won in the second round. That is true. Rafer Alston. Uh he was one of my uh, late but great picks. Uh, that I was going to let you guys know about, but uh, thank you, uh, Patrick. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Don't worry. Yeah, guys, a don't steal that shit.
1: Hey, <laughs> you, Matt, give, well, give to us my the loop. highlights. He didn't say
0: Catino Mobley. That was my other one for our late program. These Lepre freaks break.
1: are going to ruin everything for you, Matt. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 you
0: got to hit up hit us with the highlights. Um, I'm going to say uh, uh, Too Bad, So Sad, What a Waste Award goes to uh, Corleone Young. I think he, uh, he only played three games, but... If he was a star, he'd have been like called the godfather, you know, Corleone would have been a really cool thing for him in the press. Big time name, uh, huge name. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it for, do you guys see any other highlights that you like? Uh, Al Harrington, that was a pretty good uh,
2: pick. Uh, Earl
0: Boykins, Here's Here's Muhammad. the oldest
2: player in the NBA history. I'm a big fan of Earl Boykins. Raptors fans oh, might remember
1: Amacio Baston. <laughs> oh yeah, he was a ra- raptor for a short period. Wait, but but Matt, what were you gonna say about uh, Coutinho Mobley?
0: Oh, I was just gonna say he was my other late but great pick. He was in the second round uh, With
1: Houston.
0: Yeah, late but gray pick. Late, His hair's gray. gray now. Late but gray.
1: <laughs> we have <laughs> current current GM drafted forty fourth overall, Sean Marks. Yeah, mm.
0: yeah. You got another coach in there, and Tyron Liu um, and, uh, yeah, he this is a uh,
3: step over by Alan Iverson.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Pretty heavy draft. Um, so I'll just ask, uh, three trivia questions for you guys.
3: Okay.
0: Um, and I'm going to start with you, Yao. Um, okay. so obviously Dirk is quite the leader in a lot of categories. Uh, but looking at the total points total, who has the most points between Antoine Jameson, Paul Pierce, or Vince Carter?
3: I'm, I tell you right now, I already know the answer is Vince Carter. Vince Carter, I think, is like it's just like weird. He's like super high up there, but Vince Carter, yeah. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, no. Paul Pierce has twenty six thousand three hundred ninety seven to Vince's twenty five thousand so
3: seven hundred twenty eight. to no laugh
0: at me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's close, but if you know he can finish the season, maybe he can get another. You know, seven hundred wow, hum, points.
3: Pie for Yao.
1: That was big. <laughs> that was a big moment, man. It was. Chew it up. Vince Carter drops a
2: hundred <laughs> points a game.
1: Because I well, I actually thought Paul Pierce, but then when Yao, was started being like so confident about Vince, I was like, I started thinking back to last year when Vince got Vince got to the you know twenty five thousand club, and I was like, oh, I guess Paul. I just started thinking maybe Paul never did. I never thought Paul Pierce got to the twenty five thousand club. I guess he just had such a consistent scoring. Okay, this uh, I'm locked in for this trivia, Matt. I don't want to get mine right. I got mine wrong last week.
0: Okay, Freddie. Well, (laughs) this question's for you, okay? Now, this one is the total assists uh, in this draft. Now, is it Vince Carter? Is it Dirk Nowitzki? Or is it Mike Bibby?
1: Oh, God. Ooh, this one's tough because... Obviously, Mike Bibby is the point guard. He racked up assists. But then we're, we're talking Dirk and Vince.
0: Had they very long
1: careers. For so long. Yeah. Um, man, oh, man. Let me go. Bibby. Wow. Good stuff. Yeah. Good My, Mike, Mike Bibby. Bibby played
0: 14 seasons and he had 5,517 assists. Vince Carter has currently. Four thousand seven hundred fourteen. So he's about eight hundred behind. What's his average for his career. His Mike, uh, average, Mike For his. assists, five
1: and a half. Oh well, wow. no, uh, not yeah. too shabby. Yeah, yeah, fourteen seasons, five and a half. Yeah,
3: that makes sense.
1: You, yeah, just just do the math. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just I uh, letting people know, like, <laughs> hey, math still works. No worries. <laughs>
0: uh, now, my last question will be for you, Patrick. Now. Of these three players, who has the best career three point percentage? Uh-oh. We've got Dirk Nowitzki. Okay.
2: We've got Paul Pierce. No way. And we've got Tyrone Lou. I feel like this is a trick question, because I feel like Lou shot like four threes. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm gonna say Dirk. It's is it Lou? It's Lou. Yes, yeah, yeah, Lou. Lou's and got a three nine one. Dirk's got a three eight zero. Because I know it's not Paul Pierce because that guy chucked him up a lot in the mid two thousands.
1: Yeah, Matty what? D, curveball, fastball. I curveball.
2: know.
0: Jeez. Yeah, Paul Pierce had a three six eight, still respectable. And uh, guys, that was the uh, nineteen ninety eight draft in the year nineteen ninety eight. And in the words of Sir Elton John, let me get you back to the pleasant times of twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're back is everything better everything's better Um, we all remember Sir Elton John's famous quote um, (laughs) whatever you just said (laughs) but uh, uh, that was wonderful
3: you live your life like a candle in in the the wind
1: yeah beautiful (laughs) Um, that would be a precarious life candle in the wind just saying <laughs> um let's talk uh okay yeah right so uh we yeah, my last question actually uh and this is more so just to kind of explore um explore some of the more underappreciated teams because it's it's always such a you know the narratives are so title driven um that if you you don't walk away with a champion or w- with a title often you just kind of aren't remembered in 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 a in a nuanced way or appreciated properly, um, and uh, you know the the Phoenix the 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 Barkley uh, the Barkley Suns were kind of highlighted in this uh, in these last two episodes of of Last Dance, and so were the Knicks. Um, the Pistons earlier were highlighted, but the Pistons um, obviously won. But even before that, they highlighted some of the uh, Craig uh, ELO. Um, uh, Cavaliers. So like, the Cavaliers, like the, those teams, were really good, and and, and they didn't win either. So uh, let me go to you first, Yao, and uh, we'll do this kind of like we did the other question, where if you think of something later, we'll just kind of like hop back and forth between the what 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 each one of us can remember. But yeah, is there a series that you know isn't a final series um, that comes to mind? Like, what's like your favorite series? You know, let's we'll, we'll see if we can get away from the Raptors. Let's uh, let's.
3: Oh, my favorite series that's not a final series. Yeah,
1: and uh, it's and it, it's and it's also not an eventual uh, like eventual champion, like, like the the like the series
3: the champion wasn't in that series.
1: Actually, um, you know what? Let let me retract that because I don't want to make it too specific. Just the best series you like in your mind that wasn't the final, wasn't in the finals.
3: Oh, uh oh the the series where uh where the nuggets upset the supersonics in that iconic image oh, yeah. of of Takemi Mutombo holding the ball and just like in like pure jubilation um because
1: Wait, I don't were, I don't know if I exactly remember that
3: was that the first ever 8 but it was happened in a five game series because that was back when the first round was five out of five and then I like. the, And so the nuggets Ooh. came out of nowhere And beat the supersonics in like at the end of the game They're on the floor in seattle because they went to five games and to Mutombo grabs the rebound and he's celebrating He's holding the ball and clutching it. Look it up. It's It's the series I clearly remember because he was just like – You just
1: gave me at least five YouTube videos to watch.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and he was just like so happy. It was like – you remember basketball being a business and everyone having to be professional, especially like I played a lot, so it was a lot of handshakes and don't show how happy you are or upset you are for winning a game or losing a game. But that guy was had a right to be, was so happy to win and he just holding the ball and just love it that's my favorite series and none of and the nuggets did not go on the win they lost the next round and it.
1: yeah that's 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 a really good one too because sometimes it, there's an incredible series and both teams you know don't make the finals and then they're just like super forgotten um pat is there a series that kind of stands out to you as like an incredible series that people don't really talk about
2: yeah, I remember as a young man I watched this and uh, I enjoyed it so much. The 2009 first round Bulls versus Celtics. Okay, is this is this Derrick Rose's first playoffs? Yep. Yep, this is Derrick Rose's first playoffs every yeah, game pretty fun. much was an overtime game besides one and it was right. so tightly contested. Ben Gordon was sh- like Kobe Bryant too. John Salmons
1: was getting buckets. It ben Gordon, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Ben and, uh, yeah, from I think it was two-verse-seven. Right? Pardon? I said Ben from England Gordon, right? I mm-hmm. think that's Luau Deng, but I like it. <laughs> um, yeah. Honestly, I messed that up with a weird joke. Um, <laughs> sorry. Go Great on. nickname,
2: though, from England. No, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that series was really, really um, like amazing because it made you think, Derek Rose is the next greatest player. Yeah, uh, oh and also, yeah. I loved those young Bulls teams. They were just a lot of fun to watch. Like, I loved Tyrese Thomas too much. <laughs> well,
1: and um, Noah. And Noah. Oh yeah, God. it, was, no, a, Noah it was, was a very amazing. fun young team. And, like, Butler was on those teams. or, or well, He wasn't on nope, that team, I don't he, think. He like, wasn't he, drafted he, yet. Yeah, he, he joined a little bit later. But, like, he was, like, kind of a young, like, very early on a part of, like, I think he was on a, he was on, you played with Noah and Rose for a little bit. Yeah,
2: it was 2011. He was drafted or two Yeah, it was 2011. He was drafted. Uh, yeah. But that team, like I love watching young teams that aren't supposed to be good, but then being good. And like also just um that Bulls team from the mid 2000s with like Kirk Heinrich and Dang in this weird rebuild that didn't really work, but kind of worked. And then it turned into this young team. That was very exciting. So yeah, that was a great series. I like I recommend watching that again.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, you guys, uh, you know what? I picks. just
2: watched
0: wicked it, picks. You know what? I just watched Freddie. Sure. A couple oh. hours before the pod. You know, it was on TV. Uh, the 2016 Game 7 uh, NBA final, like Cavs versus Golden State. And, you know, that's always going to have some good emotion in it with, you know, LeBron bringing it home for the first time to Cleveland.
1: Oh, man. That, that to me is like maybe. I mean, it's it's up there as far as like my favorite finals ever. I think like 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 it, it would be tough to narrow down my favorite finals ever, but I think that that one's definitely up there. Like the Spurs Heat seven games, um, is is up there for sure. Um, and just yeah, that game is crazy. Like you 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 have the you know the chase down block, yeah, and the, that was and nuts. the and the Kyrie shot over, over Curry, yeah. <laughs>
2: And also the Kevin Love defense. Yeah.
1: Yes, you're right. My the Kevin Love defense for sure. It's crazy that's guys. A, that, yeah, that, and that's also a good – like I love these moments where like a guy who doesn't necessarily do a thing is like, oh, yeah? You know what I mean? Like it's – or like, like that's like Rodman, Dennis Rodman being like, okay, I'm going to hit 10 free throws in a row because I'm crazy like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, my series—I um, guess it's, it's a bit more recent than you guys. But my series is um, is the Draymond judo kicking <laughs> Stephen Adams in the balls.
3: <laughs> seven games,
1: uh, seven game series with Golden State Warriors and Durant before Durant joined the Warriors. <laughs> um, that yeah. to me was just like it was the blueprint to beat that Warriors team. And I really think OKC totally they had them, um, and and the, that year OKC beat an incredible Spurs team uh, as well, if I'm not mistaken, and and just the the defense of Adams and Ibaka, and Durant was just out of control, um, and uh, yeah they ended up losing that series, and obviously. Um, Durant left, but uh that to me that that series is just so dramatic. Seven games and uh, like intense the whole way through, with just like at least I don't know three MVP caliber players going off every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, any 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 wait, 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 who who started here was it you Yao? Did when me. we were yeah <laughs> did, when we were talking? Did anyone any series jump to mind? Oh, that uh no, because
3: I, I was thinking, because when you, you, when you originally put the caveat of, like, none of these teams ended up going to the finals, that's the only series I could think of where I thoroughly enjoyed and none of the teams went out to the finals, um, which is, it's just a lot of fun. Um, there was a series where, like, I can't remember who the Suns were playing against. I just remember, like, Rex Chavin, there's a name that comes out of nowhere, hit this, <laughs> like, out of no, like, this last-second three-pointer uh, in a game. I don't remember if it was a playoff game or get him in the playoffs, but it, it was, like, this, like, two-step sort of a chuck, but they broke down the analyst three. Um, but I don't remember if that was playoffs. I just remember it came in with Humbo just going crazy in 94. It was 94, by the way.
1: Right, right. Yeah, the, I think there was some pretty good Spurs Spurs Suns series for sure. I think the Suns have been a part of some really the the Suns have had some really exciting, incredible teams that like haven't haven't won at all. Um, the 90 –
3: I think it's was it 95 or ninety five the first year Jordan got back and they played against the Magic. Oh yeah, it was right. Also a lot of fun um, where like Michael Jordan was back and everyone was really excited about <laughs> that. He played a few games. And Shaq j- dunked on Jordan, which no one talks about. And everyone's like, did Shaq just dunk on Michael Jordan? And then you'd hear a lot of people go, well, it's not the same Michael Jordan, you know. And throw these excuses. And then they end up going to the finals and losing to Houston. But
1: Yeah, because the, the Shaq then got bullied by Elijah. Juan. Yeah. like she, it, Shaq hadn't had his moment yet. No. That, like, like it was, so that was still like young, incredible Shaq that was not like the, the champion. Um but uh yeah I think I think that about does it for um unless anyone uh Pat, you got any any series jump to mind? Uh
2: there's a lot of Lob City uh yes. great series. Yes, you're right. Uh Chris Paul in the playoffs is so good. Like it he is unbelievable in the playoffs. Like, um, I think any, like, there's a lot of Chris Paul series just period that are amazing series. Like, didn't he yeah, play the Lakers point. once with the Hornets and that was an amazing series. Um, uh, I mean that, that Clippers
1: Spurs series. Yeah. Just one oh, for the yeah. agent. Yeah.
2: And like, that was the same year as that weird Josh Smith Houston, uh, big comeback that, uh,
1: yes. Got yeah. Back. Yeah. No, oh I like, gosh. I
2: think Chris Paul. Is just a like like watch a good game of Chris Paul and it's a fantastic game, yeah. So I think like Lob City or just any Chris Paul series more or less.
1: Honestly, good good suggestions for the listeners uh, if they want to kind of bury themselves in some some basketball highlights. But um, let's uh, let's finish this baby off strong with some quickish questions. What do you say, Boyos? Yay! Maddie, would you give me that quickish question sting?
0: Quickish question. <laughs> you guys have no idea how much I'm multitasking right now. I'm like breaking up a dog <laughs> I, fight, I, I doing did. stings at the same time.
1: <laughs> while on am Yeah, near.
3: you're the hardest working uh, <laughs> producer in the day. <laughs>
1: It's wow, um, Matt! I, I appreciate everything you do, and <laughs> and even more so than that, I appreciate you navigating a bunch of screens because I'm having a tough time just getting to my quickish questions, <laughs> and that's only one tab. <laughs> so, uh, you know, guys, through cheers for Matt, he's, he's putting out fires. He's, uh, you know, probably kissing dogs. Uh, I, uh, or, you know, yeah. Got a that lot sort of dogs here. Okay. Uh, we've arrived here at quickish questions. Um, it's going to be quick uh, this time. There's not not a lot of questions. But uh, even still, uh, there's no phoning of friends. Um, you can't delay. I need you guys to answer as quick as you possibly can. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go Pat, Yao, Matt. Got it. Pat. Yep. Pick an album a day for 10 days with no explanation. Oh, Lord. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, uh, You know what? He didn't say list
2: them.
0: He didn't. uh, I'm going to do it.
2: Budget. I'm going to do it. i got 10
0: days. I'm going to do it.
1: Put it on your Insta story. <laughs> <That's amazing>. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, what basketball accessory is the most useless? Uh, example, arms, sleeves, headbands.
3: Ugh. Uh, I don't think any of them are useless to any player that makes them feel like they have a mental um, advantage of wearing it. Like, I used to wear a wristband. On my forearm, where it did not do anything, but I also had, like, the best gaze I ever played. Uh, so, the, the closest I'll come to is uh, when when uh, a bald-headed athlete wears a headband. Um, I always think it's funny, um, uh, but I don't really believe that any of them are useless if they, if they really want to wear them.
1: Okay. Nice short answer from yeah, you, uh, I know,
3: right?
1: Matt. Last yeah. question of the pod. Oh boy. Who in the NBA has the best hair at this point in the quarantine? God. Um. Okay.
0: Well, I don't really know. I haven't seen many players who would have the best hair. Um. I'm gonna say any player that in the league that bix it like that is bald and they have to bick their, their, their skull. As if they've in the quarantine, let a skulllet grow out. You are a hundred percent. The one who has the best hair. I want to see those skulllets.
1: Ooh, I like that. Okay. I'm having a bit too much fun. So I'm going to make up three dumb questions. Awesome. Um, Pat, uh, in, in this vein, who at this point has the like weirdest facial hair in the NBA? Oh uh uh it, uh right now uh, uh it's
2: Evan F- it's Evan Fournier He has like a half beard. It's really stupid. Okay, I like that sh- is it just a neck right. beard? No, he shaved half of his beard. Like two face <laughs> What? That's... Like a quarantine joke or is that <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's maybe it's a French thing?
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. Sounds this insane. one's for you. Yes. At this point in quarantine who is actually in better shape than when quarantine started um,
3: outside of I'm going to say outside of LeBron James who you know is spending his millions of dollars on his body and uh, Giannis who clearly like who was hurt before like he just like got banged up right like the weekend before in the loss against the Lakers and is probably in better shape than now. I'm going to say it, it's Kyle Lowry. Kyle I, I I think skinny Kyle made a comeback over this. I think he refused all the baked bread and uh he just had his uh game face on. I think he is coming back um to put on his magnum opus. Matt, I have a joke answer.
2: Oh, okay. James Harden, no strip clubs. Matt, go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Matt, at this point in the quarantine Yes who, Which player Or coach Or personality Do you think has decided That the only good form of music Is jazz <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow Just Pick somebody Who's uh. decided, you know what Everything but jazz sucks
0: Everything but jazz. Um, okay, I'll go with. Uh, I think because you, you never you can never figure them out. I'm gonna say uh, OG would say something like that.
2: Whoa, that's a good Whoa. one. Yeah. Ooh, okay, all right. That's a that, good answer. That does it for
1: quickish questions. Um, that's it for the pod. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Share, subscribe, all that, all that good stuff. All that uh, jazz. Yeah, all that jazz, baby. Yes. <laughs> Um, all that OG jazz, uh, Matt, uh, well, sorry, but sorry, before I, I throw to of Matt, um, throw I meant out. to say Pat.
0: Yeah. Um, Hi.
1: Pat, it's quarantine times, obviously, but, mm-hmm. um, we're all performers here. You, uh, do you got anything going on? Are you doing anything? If not, do you have a message to the world? Uh, I was supposed to be recording a country album, but can't
2: do that anymore because <laughs> I can't go in the studio. That's fun. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, just uh, just please follow me on Instagram at pat six god. I do funny content on there. I don't know.
1: Just yeah, you're not <laughs> Um, yeah, same same to you, buddy. If you if you don't have any uh, fun comedy stuff going on right now, that's okay. Uh, if you do, cool. But uh, yeah, if not, um, what's your message to the world?
3: Uh, world. Uh, you know, if you want to be. Um, productive, great. If you want to chill and watch Netflix, that's great. What you should do regardless is follow me on Instagram. It's Experience, Y-A-W experience. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with music and reposting other people's stuff. Uh, And everything else that I am doing personally is like writing. So it's not fun for people to see a script. It's just typing on a page. But the most fun I have is that in running. Um, that's
1: it. Right on. Um, cool. Well, uh, Matt, uh, I'll, I'll leave it with you. Uh, do do you want to send this pod into the sweet, sweet night?
0: Yeah. You know, just everyone keep your head up and, you know, you got to take the little pleasantries uh, as they come. You know, you've got a Twix bar. Don't feel the pressure to share. You're in quarantine. Eat both and enjoy them.
1: (laughs) Both sides of the Twix. That's what Matt's saying, guys. Don't mess around. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right.
0: There it is. It's the Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast.